Welcome to Taking the Hill, the bi-monthly podcast that brings you up to speed on the latest federal and state legislation that impacts the automotive service industry. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association and features Bob Redding, ASA Washington representative, reporting on ASA advocacy efforts on behalf of independent mechanical and collision repair shops nationwide. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and this special podcast is just one of the many member benefits the Automotive Service Association provides to keep you on top of the latest information you need to know to help drive your success. Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and I'm talking with Bob Redding, ASA's Washington representative, with our update of what's going on legislatively in the Taking the Hill podcast. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the show. Tony, how are you? Bob, if I was any better, I'd have to be twins to appreciate it. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Um, I know Congress is back in D.C. despite the COVID-19 situation. What's going on there? Well, Tony, as you know, a lot of pressure has been to come up with more money for the Paycheck Protection Program. It's run out. and We have a lot of our members and shops across the country interested in it. Well, good news to report. The Senate has passed additional funding for the PPP by voice vote. And the House, by a vote of 388 to 5, has also, in a bipartisan manner, passed to fund the program, and the president has signed. So we're in good shape on that. We know we likely will need additional funds. The money passed in this package, uh, what we call COVID-19 3.5, was about $350 billion, which brings us to roughly $660 billion for the uh, PPP program. But uh, we also got additional funds, $10 billion additional funds for the Emergency Economic Injury Disaster Program, EIDL grants, which many of our members are also participating in. But we're on our way, and Congress is now working on the next stimulus that will come up sometime in May. Tony, I'd like to kind of do a quick recap of what's in the bill. Please, yeah. It's about a $500 billion package, $484 billion. Important for our members is a $321 billion billion infusion for the Paycheck Protection Program, which you know has been very popular with automotive repairs, both mechanical and collision. We've had a lot of members sign up for this program. We've surveyed them. Members are getting approved. And although the program rollout was imperfect, we know it's been helpful to a lot of our members. And we know members have been approved and awaiting funding today. And uh, others' uh, applications are in the process. So this is a very important vote today, a very important bill for our members. The first money ran out after a short period of time. It's anticipated we will need a a third infusion of Paycheck Protection Program monies, and we believe Congress will move forward with this later on once uh, the current funding runs out. So we're encouraging our members to go to their banks and credit unions, continue to talk to them, and apply for this program. In addition to the PPP or Paycheck Protection Program infusion of cash, There's also $60 billion in there for economic disaster loans for what we call the EIDL program. And this program does not compete with the Paycheck Protection Program. So we would encourage our members to apply for both. And there's an immediate release, according to the program, authors of $10,000 to shops that apply. And if you're turned down, that $10,000 is forgiven. So I encourage shops to apply to both if they've been hurt by the virus, which many, many of our collision and mechanical repairs, as you know, have suffered damage. Finally, on this piece, Tony, we really had, this would be the fourth coronavirus type legislation. We've named it 3.5, not to confuse the fourth stimulus package yet to come. 
We had a supplemental appropriations bill that provided funding, SBA and other agencies. Then the Families First appropriations package, well, legislation that contained additional small business monies. And of course, the big one for ASA members was the CARES Act, which established the Paycheck Protection Program and the Enhanced EIDL Program. Well, it sounds like additional PPP funds are moving. That's great. And it sounds like we're working on another stimulus legislation from what you said. Is this it, do you think? Is one more going to be it, or do you think we're going to be seeing more of these? Well, I'm not sure. You know, no one really knew that we would have this much of an economic impact when we first started this process. It was anticipated the paycheck program would be popular for those that were suffering immediate harm to their businesses. And as you know from our Mechanical Ops Committee and Collision Operations Committee, which is a snapshot of focus group of the country from small to large MSO type organizations, we were hearing about early on in the early days of the virus that some of our members were seeing a drop in business. So we knew this would be important, but we will most assuredly see a fourth stimulus package. And then who knows after that. But uh, I want to remind you of, in addition to these stimulus packages, the fiscal year 2021 legislation that we would typically be putting together now in the Congress has kind of taken a back seat. That is also a major appropriations initiative that fuels the government. That's what funds all the agencies. So funding for federal agencies runs out September 30th of this year. Fiscal year begins on October 1. We will see uh, this legislation will have to move forward in some form by September 30th to fund the government. So that too could include some extra monies for these agencies and programs. Well, you know, these last two stimulus packages have included help for automotive repairs. Is ASA concerned about any parts of future stimulus legislation that could be harmful to repair shop? Well, Tony, you and I have talked a good bit on the podcast and other media platforms for ASA about vehicle data access. And we're longtime members of the U.S. Data Vehicle Coalition and for several years now, which our membership there is the only auto repair organization that's a member, is to assure independent automotive repairs vehicle data access. And this is critical for us. We were leaders in the service information access arena for decade plus after the Clean Air Act amendments of 1990. And our, our goal here is to continue that access at a reasonable price for our shops. We had thought there would be some movement in legislation in a variety of areas this year, like autonomous vehicles, privacy, or data access, big picture data access beyond just cars. And the virus legislation has pushed everything aside, hearings, approach processes I mentioned earlier, and these types of bills. So we're watching any of these bills that are moving in the coming weeks and months to make sure that if anything moves automotive relative to automotive policy, we want to make sure vehicle data access is in there for independent automotive repairs. Finally, there is an issue that has unfortunately raised its ugly head again. The godfather of this program called Cash for Clunkers was a Princeton University professor who was involved originally with the Clinton administration. And during the recession, during the Obama administration, cash for clunkers raised his head. That was the original real big picture national program. 
previous to that, we had had some state programs that uh, ASA had opposed with other uh, aftermarket organizations. But during the Obama administration, as part of the recovery, the administration packaged the cash for clunkers. During the Senate debate, of floor debate of cash for clunkers, we made a hard run at getting a repair option in the cash for clunkers legislation if Congress was determined to, to create a new law. Unfortunately, we did not have enough support for that to move forward. Last year, Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York brought forward a similar model, but dealing with big picture bill, dealing with electric vehicles, taking gasoline-powered vehicles off the road and putting on uh, luxury vehicles, incentives for that, incentives for infrastructure, and grants to build these vehicles and batteries in the U.S. This bill, this action that at least one of the car manufacturers is discussing right now would revert back to the old uh, Obama administration cash for clunkers, and we want to make sure that's not in any future legislation. ASA opposes these kind of initiatives, and I know there are other aftermarket groups that do too, And the last thing automotive repairs need right now is to have cars taken out of their shops when their businesses uh, have suffered an impact from the virus. So clearly we would not support it and are encouraging members of Congress to oppose any cash for clunkers provisions of future stimulus legislation. And the original cash for clunkers that you referenced, I know, did harm some of our members. In fact, a few of them went out of business over it, I believe. Is that right? That's correct. It was very uh, unique in the impact in some areas of the country, surfing more than others. We'd have in urban areas, we'd have some of our shops that would take a big hit, and then we'd have some that would not. But it does matter. This is not a time to take cars out of shops. It's a time to put cars in shops. So this is an area we will uh, will watch very closely. Well, we do appreciate all of the updates. And I know whenever this type of legislation comes up that requires our members to speak up. I know you'll be notifying us through the Taking the Hill website and anything that you need as far as a call to action at the moment from us? No, I think we're good to go and we'll be in touch uh, soon on the Cashflow Clunkers legislation. Well, Bob, fascinating as usual. Any final words before we let you go? No, I uh, hope everyone stays healthy and all the best and thanks for the opportunity today, Tony. Amen to that. Bob Redding, ASA's Washington representative, giving us the latest information on what's going on on the legislative front. Bob, again, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Have a great day. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoyed this special Taking the Hill podcast and would like to hear more, We'll have a new one every other month, along with breaking legislative news. You can hear them by logging on to your ASA member account. If you're not currently an ASA member and are listening to this podcast, we invite you to become part of the ASA family. For everything you need to become an ASA member, just visit our website at www.asashop.org. That's A-S-A-S-H-O-P dot O-R-G. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.